This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future relationship to it. Today's topic was pranks. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Okay, welcome back. This is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiori. I'm Adam Lustig. And it is episode 117. 117. 117 is a nice number to say. 117 feels better than 117. Did you ever watch the sitcom growing up called 227? 227? 227. I don't don't think so. It was – we we didn't have cable. Yeah. So we only had a couple channels. Yes. And it was kind of like a black comedy that yes. takes place on the street, and the address of the building where it all took place, I believe, was 227. That's nice. It was kind of like when you watch the Cosby show, they would sometimes show the outside of the building, and yes. then we'd go into the houses. Yes. This was as if we showed the outside of the building and then stayed on the it's outside nice. of the building. That's really nice. Great show. Yeah. Did you ever watch uh, What's Happening? What's happening? With, I think with the, rerun and Raj. No, these missed me. These really? shows missed me a little bit. Rerun? Yeah. You didn't know rerun when he danced. I I know of rerun as like a cultural touchstone right. without really knowing the source material. Right. So that show was called what? What's happening? What's happening? And then I think a few years later they made a spinoff called What's Happening Now. Come on, stop. Now. <laughs> What's still happening? Now. I still know what you did last summer. So yeah. on talk show, the game show, there yeah. was a moment where we were under the impression that Brandy was going to be one of the. Whoa. Oh, baby. I'm so glad that I can finally tell the story. <laughs> this was like the best idea I've had in yes. the past 12 months. Yes. So for each guest, you have to write a game yes. specific to their human being, their bio, yes. something that's rooted in who they are. Yes. And I wrote a game <laughs> where we were going to put all of the cast members from I Still Know What You Did Last Summer on a big board, <laughs> and she had to identify their role and their storyline. <laughs> and the game was called I Still Remember What You Did in I Still Remember What You Did Last Summer. <laughs> I Still Remember What, what you, you Did in I Still Remember What You Did Last Summer. summer. Amazing. And Amazing. Uh, like days before, she backed out. <laughs> she backed out. Of the whole show. She backed out. And I was just like, but my but baby. what about the long game show title? <laughs> exactly, Adam. What about the long title that was definitely going to get a silly laugh? That was like, <laughs> that was like, I was so happy when the words were being typed on the page. I was like, oh my God, this is mine. Yeah, I happening. can't believe it's happening. <laughs> Never happened. Um, speaking of things that are yours that you can't believe are happening, and I'm going to embarrass you a little bit. Today, mm-hmm. Billy, you found out that you were nominated for not one, not two, not three, but four sports Emmys this year. Insane. That's major. Congratulations, Bill. Found out 90 minutes ago. Pretty pretty fired up. Pretty cool, That's man. That's awesome. I've told my mom, my dad, you, Marina, Amir, and the thousands of people who listen on No Joke. And now you thousands of <laughs> listeners. Uh, Billy, this is such a majorly big deal. Uh, it is so well-deserved. Yeah. You got nominated for merely one last year. Just one. <laughs> but one. Which was for the Super Bowl cold open. No. No, no. No, no I'm it sorry. It was actually for the opening kickoff. The That's first right. Thursday Night Football, it was with uh, Joe Namath and Jim Kelly. Namath and, and Jim this, Kelly and yeah. their daughters. It was a comedy piece. Such a funny sketch. This year, yes. you were, and we've talked touched on this briefly, but sure. just to get into it. Sure. You've written a lot of these cold open yeah, sketches for the NFL. Ever. More than ever. More than ever. More than ever. I think I wrote one in my first year, three in my second year, and this year I wrote maybe seven or eight. Seven or eight. Cold and, opens for NFL games. And they were all fabulous. Yeah, thank you. Truly, truly fantastic. Thank you. The last one, was it the last one? That yes. was what started John? The AFC Championship. AFC Championship game. It was the Patriots, Patriots versus the Jaguars. The Jaguars. Yes. And John Malkovich. Yes. <laughs> yes. Truly the greatest actor 
Period. Wow. Full stop. End of sentence. Hard to argue. The best. Hard to argue. You got John. Mal- you wrote a piece for John Malkovich that was so good. Yeah. That got a lot of like internet attention. Was picked up by blogs. Was sort of passed around. Yep. It was truly fantastic. Yeah. Um, that piece is nominated for a couple things. Yep. You have yep. another. One of the uh, cold opens that you wrote that's nominated for a couple things. Yeah, that Malkovich piece is nominated for Outstanding Tease. Yes. Uh, and that's against, I believe, probably the Super Bowl, cool. uh, the Army-Navy game. Got it. Uh, March Madness. Yes. It's the cold open before the big event. Yes. That's nominated. Yes. Um, then also there's a writing category. Yes. And uh, I'm nominated for that writing that. And then all the cold opens for Thursday Night Football. It's really impressive, Billy. Um, yeah. Then there's the one that I'm most proud of. Yes. Is, uh, it stars this girl stars. It's about this girl named Kate Foster. Okay. She, uh, I believe her family lives in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. If not, her dream school is always to go to UNC. Maybe they're from Chicago. Okay. That might make more sense. Okay. Long story short, she's a gymnast. She loses her leg to, I believe, leukemia. Wow. And uh, with St. Jude's, we wrote this kind of like little short film that tells her story that eventually leads to her being approached by the Bears to make their draft pick. And then we follow her all the way to the game where the player that she drafted on behalf of the Bears is in this big game. Wow. And it's this amazing little feature that not, I don't know, it just didn't get the same amount of shine that the Malkovich thing did. Right. But it's nominated for Best Short Feature That's great. at the Sports Emmys this year. And that one is like, that brings a tear to my eye. And that one's called A Letter to Myself. And it's about a girl named Kate Foster. And that's truly – that's a that's my favorite. That's phenomenal. And all these are on – like we can see these on like even like the CBS Sports YouTube page. Like, oh, people where people search? can watch it? Yeah, like, yeah, it's a good question. They live online. I've they seen should, them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think if yeah. you search – like um, it's called Teasing John Malkovich. Yes. Uh, CBS, Teasing John Malkovich. Teasing John Malkovich. Thank you. Yeah, I know. I was, <laughs> Thanks. That was, that was, up, that. There, that was yeah. up there with the brandy. <laughs> yeah. I still know what you yeah. did where I was like, that's I can't good. believe this is coming out right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Um, yeah, that teasing John Malkovich, a letter to myself, and yeah, and then just the series of Thursday Night Football ones were also nominated for a couple. How wonderful, Billy! Yeah, you are a humble. You're humble, so I know that it's. I don't know if I hope this isn't embarrassing to you, but it's. I'm insanely proud of you. It's very justified. Hmm. You're very, very talented, Thank and you. I'm so happy that you are uh, being recognized for this because these pieces that you're writing are awesome. Thank you. I am way to go, buddy. Thank you. You're <laughs> the best. I really appreciate it. Way to go, man. I'm. I was legit in shock. Yeah. Legitimately. Yeah. The nature of these pieces, yeah. too, is that, like, for the Malkovich thing, yeah. this is a football game where there's another – the game that happens on Sunday, yeah. the winners then determine who plays next Sunday. So there's really only a seven-day window to make <laughs> anything. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And I got a call on Monday uh, after the AFC Championship game was set yeah. saying, hey, we might have John Malkovich in a theater. Like, put something together. I'll call you back. Yeah. And then 24 hours later, they said – we have John Malkovich. We have the theater. Did you write the thing? Yes. And I was like, thank God. Yes, I did. Yes. And I gave it to them. And then 24 hours after that, they were shooting with John Malkovich. It was happening. It was happening. It was happening. And then 24 hours after that, it was done. Done. It was, it was I like the, finished. The, the CBS production company, this guy Pete Radovich, this guy Dave Anarella, they are like superstars. Yeah. They're prolific at yeah. making stuff that you know can take my somewhat funny words and make it like beautiful. Yes. And I kind of reap the benefits during the sports Emmys for their work. And like honestly it's perfect because uh, your pieces specifically like the Namath and the Kelly one that was like a sketch. That was like a comedy sketch. Comedy. Basically. That was Pure so comedy. funny. Yeah. The Bragg sort of antagonized each other on the phone and the daughters get involved and it was a real sketch. Comedy. But some of these other pieces that you're writing to your point yeah. are take all kinds of different tones. Oh my and God. you really had to sort of do a lot of I mean it have, has really sort of um 
your uh, flexibility and malleability as a writer yeah. and as a thinker has really been on display in these pieces because the tones are – they vary. I mean they I, vary. And I've, I'm really like legitimately challenged. Like yes. I, for the uh-huh. most part, everything I've written has just been like by me. Like I'm just like I want to write this now. That's and right. So I do. But when people say like, hey, we want to write for the Thanksgiving game. Yes. The history of the Dallas Cowboys. That was a good and one. Specifically their owner. That was a good one. They're like, do the research and like let's turn this into a piece. Yep. Suddenly it's like – I have to now write for that fan base. That's right. And I have to write like with that in mind yes. and like with that gravitas. Yes. We also wrote uh, the kickoff to Thursday Night Football. Week one was uh, the history of Curly Lambeau. It was the Packers versus and George Howard. Probably the Bears, right? Yeah. Yeah, gotta be. Packers, Bears, gotta and how be. they were both of those franchises, that was originally a company game. Cool. It was like the Packers were a packing company, and the Bears had a different name at the time, but they represented a company. It was literally a company That's game wild. where people just kept coming and like being like, this is fun, this is fun. <laughs> and then before you knew it, other companies started developing good football things, and before you knew it, it was the NFL. Wait, sorry. Yes. Pause. True. So before there was an NFL, a professional football league, it was private companies football teams? Yes. Yes. Did not know that. And... <laughs> Um, George Hallis and George Hallis, the founder of the Bears, for you know, lack of a better word, yes. the founder, maybe the, yes. one of the owners, and uh, Curly Lambeau for the Packers, were both hired by these two companies to generally, um, you know, like work at the companies. Yes. But really, what they were were ringers. They one went to Notre Dame and was like a stud football wow. player. There was nowhere for football players to go after college. So, so they got hired, and then they were like, listen, make our teams awesome Like instead. a club team. It's yes. going to be like our company club team. You're hired to pack boxes, yeah. but you're hired to win us football Yes. Games. And so it follows their come up and how like they kind of had these parallel lives. Wow. Kind of figured out that they can make a business out yes. of it and then turn it into the NFL. And now the Packers and Bears are two of the most storied franchises and companies. And that was the kickoff game. <laughs> that was the, what, that's what that piece was leading yes. to. So we watched this like four-minute piece. It's the moment where they're like, we'll be back with the game after this yeah, kickoff. Yes. Fade to black, and suddenly it's like, Curly Lambo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Green Bay. Yes. And that plays out, and then it's like, and now we're watching 107 years later, that's right. the Bears versus the Packers. Yes. And it's like, it all is a nice contained. Yes. Yeah. Um, many people probably know this, or maybe not, but the Packers are the only NFL team maybe even the only sports franchise that's like publicly, publicly owned, owned right yeah. that isn't like owned by a person but like owned by the yeah. fans i guess yeah i want <laughs> i don't know i can't speak to yeah. exactly how it is but they were the acme packers and it was like a town owned organization yeah. so yeah. i imagine that they, that just never broke it's pretty wild i mean it's just crazy in theory yeah yeah like i don't know many packers fans and like every what like fans of any team are like can be rabid and sort of like super passionate but there's something about the packers specifically maybe because of the the age. I think it's that's it. Of the age and the fact that it's publicly owned. And oh, yeah, like, sure. We all own this it. Is ours. And it's like, yeah. there's like a democratic, like yep. proletariat, like it's our team. Totally. And Packers fans totally. are particularly passionate, I think. It was and the, I think it's because of that. It was the Packers and the Bears were originally called the Staley's. And cool. the Staley's were another like company. Great. Just, it's nuts. But if you want to watch that, yes. I wrote that. And that's on, you can find it anywhere, I'm sure. Yes. And that's called The Original Ringers. Yes, The Original Ringers. Yep. Well, Billy, congratulations, man. Congratulations. Cool. Thank you, Super buddy. Super cool. Awesome. Uh, and congratulations to us. Uh, yes. We basically blew through the first act. A, we didn't say it. what this episode's didn't about. Say, yeah. Didn't even say what this episode's no, 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 about. No, 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 yeah. Here, here's what it's about. Pranks. Pranks. Unrelated to Billy and the Sports Emmys, we're Pr- going to be talking about pranks. We'll try. Or, well, at least we think we might be. We thought it was. We thought, we thought going into this, hey, let's talk about pranks, <laughs> yeah. and then 11 minutes, yeah. Sports Emmys. Whoopsie-daisy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just say we pranked you. Yeah, we, oh, we just pranked you in that first, first example act. of our kind of pranks. 
so, talking about another thing. Gotcha. Pranked. Gotcha? Question got, mark. Got us? Great. You got us? Uh, it's been a minute, Adam, since we've had ads. <laughs> yeah. Oh I, yeah. I say that we just get right into the Let's first ad. Twenty eighteen. It's the end of March. Great. Uh, we got them. Happy New Year to us. We fooled them. <laughs> we got them again. We'll start the subject of today's episode, yes. pranks, yeah. after this ad. Great. Great. We would like to welcome a new sponsor to the show and say thank you to Hims, which is a new wellness brand for men. Turns out 66% of men lose their hair by age 35. I am one of those 66%. Congratulations. Said, thank you very, very much. <laughs> Congratulations. It's great to be in the majority of something for once. <laughs> uh, my hair took off at age 21, and honestly, I was pretty self-conscious about it for a time. Uh, the subconscious has kind of faded, but it's always there. It's something that you always start kind of thinking about. And it totally exists for men who might not be bald now, but are starting to see patches. Or That's right. To kind of, they want to address it, but they don't know if now's the time. That's right. I think that Hims wants you to know that now is always the now time. Now is the time. And the baldness can sort of manifest in a couple different ways. There's the classic male pa- pattern baldness, bald spot on the crown. Right. There's the thinning hair, but Hims has got you covered. Hims is a website. Yes. Forhims.com is a one stop shop for hair loss, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Mm-hmm. Thanks to science, Baldness can now be optional. Nice. What Hims does is it connects you with real doctors and medical grade solutions to help you treat your hair loss. Yep. So as opposed to just kind of going and taking your best stab or taking like a weird internet search yes. and finding some sort of like phony pills yes. or some sort of weird solution. Right. It's not snake oil. Right. What they're doing is connecting you with doctors and opportunities to actually treat your hair loss in a healthy and safe way. Absolutely. So forhims.com. Yes. If you order right now. Yep. You get a little uh, a little bonus. A little treat. A little taste. A little treat. Okay. Three strands of hair. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Not exactly. You get uh, a trial month of hymns for just $5 right. today, yes. right now, while supplies last. Right. Go to forhims.com slash no joke. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash no joke. Forhims.com slash no joke. Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. Today, we are talking about pranks, or so we think. Or so we think. Or so we hope to do. Adam, we've been comedy partners for 12 years. Yeah, we have. We started in New York City. We founded this group, Harvard Sailing Team, with some of our closest friends. That's right. Within that group of friends, there's one friend. Her name is Jen Curran. Mm -hmm. And when we were younger and we didn't think about others' (laughs) well-being, we would prank her relentlessly. Yeah. And and people say, like, prank relentlessly. We pranked her relentlessly. Yeah. She was just a great target because she is like uh, mature and uh, really comfortable in her own skin and sort of a strong, fierce woman and yeah. just like a really strong-headed, opinionated, hilarious. She fights back. She fights back. She fights back. Yep. And it turns – and like that's the most fun bear to poke. Yep. <laughs> it's the bear that will claw back. Right. Because you get a little tete-a-tete. Right. So it's really nice. But Jen was our preferred target. And we – you know, there's always fun pranks where it's like, oops, I pushed them in the pool, in the environment. It's yeah. like, oh, that's like a specific environment where that specific prank can play out. Yes. I think that we uh, crossed lines. Yes. I think we invaded her safe space. A couple times. A few times over. Uh, before we even get into, well, I'll say that one of the ones that come to mind Great. is that she worked at NYU. She did, the business school for a while. And we would go to her office yes. with cakes. Yes. With uh, bananas candles. Bananas with candles inside. Bananas, sometimes not even cakes. No. Just bananas. Yes. And we'd go and we'd, they'd be lit candles. So people would think that there was a celebration. Birthday here. So, so they're safe. They should be here. That's right. And then when somebody be like, what are those for? We'd say, Jen. Jen. It's for Jen. It's for Jen. It's for Jen. And they'd be like, oh, why? It's for, it's for Jen. Jen. And that's the only thing we would say with a banana on fire. And then Jen would have to deal with us. In her office. Yeah, in her place of work. Is that a prank? 
I think is that a listen. That's an is that a price? That is one hundred percent an inconvenience. It's a small act of, of casual hostility. Right. It's a small, gentle act of hostility. Right. But yeah, that was we did that a couple times. Yep. Because and that was the other fun thing. It was like I also think there was a dynam- dynamic of like Jen was one of the only people we knew who had a job, like right. a full time job. Sure. We were in our twenties and running around and doing catering jobs at night or not, and like doing weird comedy or not. Right. And like no one had a job. We didn't literally knew no one who worked during the day. And so we Jen was. And the person who had a little real responsibility <laughs> yeah, we, in their lives. We didn't like that. With the pranks. <laughs> we Not nice. Yeah. She was the only person with something to lose. Right. You know what I mean? She was like the only person with like a status, like a professional status that we could ding. But I think that we, we really had to check ourselves. Because yeah. it got to a point where it was like, it was so fun pranking her. And again, I, it's, I feel like a bully now. But yeah. in the time, it was so fun. Yes, it was the best. We... Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes. She lived in an apartment in New York. Yes. You can kind of live downstairs where, yes. your, where your entrance of your house is downstairs. Yes. Like from the sidewalk. That's right. And I thought that maybe there might be funny if we filled her house with water, yeah, exactly. like like feet up, like yeah. six feet up, the yeah, whole you, house. You had to like sort of go, to, like Billy was saying, it's sort of like submerged right. with the apartment. So you have to like descend a few steps before you kind of got there. And we're like, could we fill this like doorway vestibule area? You would have to swim <laughs> down <laughs> into your front door. <laughs> I mean, it didn't seem it didn't seem impractical. It could have ruined the foundation of the whole house. Yeah, yeah. If executed perfectly, it would have ruined it. And that's the kind of the fine line that comes with pranks. Yeah. When a prank goes right, yeah, it's fun. No one's hurt. Yes. We can all walk away knowing that we all love one another. That's right. But sometimes when pranks go wrong, pranks can go wrong. Feelings can get hurt. Feelings get hurt. People can get hurt. Literally. Yes. Literally. Pranks are always a risk. So here's two small examples. So Jen was Jen. Sorry, was also taking an improv class right and it was like she had just started or maybe she was teaching but i think she was taking it yes i do and too. it was like her maybe her if not her first she was like re-getting into the improv community making a whole bunch of new friends she was new and vulnerable new and vulnerable. trying to make a like a new persona in a new community yeah, exactly just like getting back into improv whatever um we waited outside of her class correct and this is like one of her first classes with one of her first groups, and like it's her, it's her like she was bright eyed and bushy tailed about it. It was cold. It was on the East River. It was in a weird part of New York City, Absolutely. but we waited outside that class. Waited outside it was late. That, it was late at night. Oh yeah. yeah, it was like a class like that ends at like ten thirty or maybe like eleven. It was yep. like a night class. Yep. That did not deter us. Nope. Uh, we went to a grocery store. We got a pie crust. Yep. Uh, we got some Cool Whip yep. or some Ready Whip. Yep. We made a sort of very very aesthetically pleasing, a simple uh, a pie for. F- a for a face. You'd think that a clown would be throwing said cream pie. Yeah, a cream pie. A cream pie. Crust with cream inside, period. Perfect for throwing. Exactly. Okay. So we constructed this sort of ide- platonic ideal of a cream pie. Yep. <laughs> Waited outside this weird industrial building at night. Yeah, it wasn't pretty. <laughs> We weren't allowed in, and we were on the sidewalk, and there was riffraff outside. There was riffraff outside, and, like, that was a funny moment where, like, you realize that you look around, there were, like, shady people there, like, hanging out. Like, it's weird East River. It's, like, yeah. weird. Midtown Manhattan weird. And, like, there's riffraff, and meanwhile, we... <laughs> We have a pie. We are the riff. We're the riffraff. We're made. We've made the weirdest decision <laughs> yeah. to be here. Yeah, exactly. A lot of other like they don't have a choice. Yeah, they have to just be here. We chose to stand here with said pie. 
with a pie. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we waited for Jen in the cold. Yes. Finally, Jen emerged. Yes. And it was just like right out of a comic book. It was like fairly perfect, to be honest with you. Agreed. Jen was like, emerged with her class, and they were laughing, and like we heard them <laughs> come up the stairs. I think even at one point, just to double check that she was actually in the class and she hadn't skipped and we weren't wasting our precious pie time. Right. I believe one of us even went downstairs to like use the bathroom of the improv school. It feels within just reason. Just to like make sure that she was there. We sort of checked it out. It feels confirmed. within reason. I think that totally happened. Okay. So then we got back out there. We were waiting for her. Jen comes up with her class and they're laughing and talking and new improv friends and it's great. Right. <laughs> she emerged from the door. Her back was to us. And like a dream. Right. She, <laughs> she turned around. <laughs> we whaled her. <laughs> We whaled her with the pie. Gotcha. <laughs> got her. We, we got her. Got she, all over her face, her coat, her clothes, her hair. She's true. In front of this all is, her new friends. This is true. In front of all her new friends. <laughs> and the riffraff. So she chases me and you <laughs> yeah. around the corner. Yeah. And she's screaming. Yes. And, like, I can hear in her voice that, like, she's mad. She's shocked. <laughs> It's like 11.15 at night. But she's yeah. also like, she knows she's loved, like, because we did that, but, yeah. like, she's shocked and probably not feeling so happy. So, like, I finally stopped running. I'm like, Jen, yeah. I'm sorry. I don't know why. We just needed to. We, we love you. To. We need you. Yeah. And then it, like, settles down, and, like, we laugh it off. She starts wiping off her face, and then the riffraff comes running around the corner yes. and joins us in the pile, and he says, we got you, Jen. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, someone got a cap. Get a cab. Oh my god. The riffraff comes sprinting like seven minutes later. He followed us. We, we got, got you, Jen. And I, that's when we, Adam, were the riffraff. Fine line, dog. We are I'm weird. We, we are weird guys, we, man. That's not. We I remember getting in a cab with we, Jen and you. We went to the Triple Crown, which is like the comedy bar we always yes. used to go to after shows yes. or after rehearsals or after throwing a pie in your friend's face. And I remember sitting in the backseat next to Jen and things had like quieted and settled down for a second. And I remember thinking to myself the hood of her jacket smells like ready whip <laughs> she smells like ready whip it was just perfect because she genuinely did not see it coming and like half i don't know to me and i'm not prank inclined necessarily right. although i have a mischievous streak right and you definitely bring it out in me and i like nurturing that part of myself yeah same. i like it same. obviously yes obviously yes but it's scary but it's scary yes but it's scary but the element of surprise is like 95 percent i mean that's like 90 percent of it it's right. just like if someone truly doesn't expect something, right? Uh, that is that's like the that is it's the, so satisfying. That is the, yeah, it's what you want. Yes, exactly. Like a true, true surprise. Right. Yeah, it's hard really to capture. Good. Yes, hard to capture. Yes, this is a smaller one, and this was this was a teeny one that I remember, and this is just a teeny little example of how a oh. simple prank oh, no. can go wrong. Oh, I know. Do, did it happen in a rehearsal room? It did. Oh crap! I know. I know. I this know. is just like a weird little moment. We were at a Harvard Seventeen <laughs> rehearsal, and this it was, was like, big, <laughs> but it was big. <laughs> It was, it was small, but it was big. Small, but impactful. Yeah. And this is like, like this is like prank one hundred and one. Yeah, uh, we're all sitting around in chairs. We are. We're all sitting around in a working. circle, working. working, talking about something, rehearsing. The tone was fairly businesslike. I yeah. think that's important to sort exactly. of. So we were like focused and working. We were kind of focused and working and talking about God knows what, but something serious, right? <laughs> Farron oh, got, got oh, up. God damn it, Billy. Farron, little sister of the group, went to sit back down. Billy did the cl just the classic, like, Marx Brothers Three Stooges. Super inappropriate Super timing. just classic. Bad pulling timing. The, kill it, pulling the chair out from under someone as they go to sit down. Unbelievable. Classic. Did it? It's happened to me before. I've done it to people before. So it's like I, Brutal. I have been. You the, scrape your back. I've been the perpetrator and I've been the perpetrator. Sucks. 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 
And I don't know if it was just like the way that it sort of intersected with the focused mood of the room at the moment. I think it was that. It was just like at the, the context was just a little maybe serious. Bad. But Farron, it worked. You timed it, unfortunately, <laughs> perfectly. <laughs> Perfect timing. Pulled the chair out just as Farron fell. fell hard. hard. Just kind of tumbled backwards. Scraped Again, her back. Scraped her back. Really was not expecting it. No. <laughs> really was surprised. And let me tell you why she was so surprised, Adam. Because sometimes brain, my brain doesn't um, get fast enough to my hands. And I'll do something. And then I'll be like, oh, no, why am I doing that? Yes. Like grab a frying pan <laughs> when I know it's not. Oh, I know not to do why that. Why am I doing that? And I looked down and my hand was already pulling the chair. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then she was already this? down. Yeah. So I don't so, know if that means I need to go to therapy. No, I don't think so. I, I just think... I didn't consciously think I'm going to get her now. Of course not. But I got her then. Okay. And it's like a, that's a dangerous instinct. So that's just a small, like a very small, sort of very on the nose example. Of right. Just like a teen, simple prank. Right. A simple, impromptu, off the cuff, right. accrue to you in the moment prank. Right. Little interpersonal prank. Right. That just made someone a little sad. Correct. And that's that is also part of the risk. Part of the risk, that's man. Part of the risk. So uh, we've done two acts. The first act was about man, sports semis, and this by. the second act was about pies in faces, hurting our friends' feelings, and hurting the girls in our group's feelings. <laughs> hurting our women friends' feelings. Sorry. Sorry, Farron I'd like to go on record to say... We are sorry. I don't know if you listen to the show. <laughs> Billy is sorry now. Adam is sorry as well. Okay. Yeah. We see the error of our ways. <laughs> We're sorry now. We're sorry. Fair. We're sorry. Um, song. Should we play Sorry by Justin Bieber? Oh, dear. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. Definitely the record for the shortest free association. <laughs> yeah. What song are we going we to play? We are sorry. That was the fastest. Yeah. I'm not going to prolong it anymore. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Justin Bieber, we are sorry. We are sorry. Jen we'll, and Farron. We'll get you back. <laughs> Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. That was Sir Justin Bieber with his song, Sorry. Yeah. Great song. Yeah. Great song. That brought you back, right? You were like, uh, that, like you had a Justin Bieber where you're like, I'm starting to like these songs. That's right. Yep. Well, was that, that, it was that one and it was the... Oh, geez, was it Diplo or whatever that? It was definitely Diplo. Yeah. He had a couple of those. Yeah. yeah. He just like, there was, I don't know, it was like a few years ago where he just made like three songs in a row. It was like hot, hot fire. Yeah. These are amazing. Oh, you're an adult now. Yeah, like this right. music is great, yep. dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Justin Bieber, sorry. It's Justin Bieber, sorry. That was Justin Bieber, yep. sorry. Yep, yep. Uh, the guy who got me the job for the NFL. Yes. Or at least recommended me. Yep. Um, was actually on our show a few a few weeks ago. Nick Bernstein. Oh, Nick. The late night episode. Oh, late night part two. Great. He works at CBS. He works yep. at CBS. Yep. Works CBS James Sports Gordon. needed someone. Yep. He put us together. And that's how that happened. Perfect. In that episode, on No Joke, Nick uh, talked about how his daughter once wrote a letter to her <laughs> uncle. Yeah. And she uh, addressed it to her, her uncle lives in Cincinnati, Ohio. That's right. She addressed the letter to Cinsa Math. Cinsa Math. No state. <laughs> okay. Um, it got there. Cincinnati. The letter got to Cincinnati, Ohio, despite just saying Cincinnati and a broken part of his address. Shout out USPS. So we're always shouting out the USPS where we can. <laughs> okay. And we made a shout out to our fans and we asked them, hey, write a letter to us. Yep. And butcher the HeadGum address and our names and as many details as you can. And let's see if it makes it to the studio. Really misaddress it. Really, really mess it. it up. Yeah. Well, we make a lot of requests, Adam. Yeah. So sometimes it's hard to for, like remember each the request details. you've made. That's right. So we were looking at this letter that yeah. we got. Yes. And we're like, what? what is this? What is it? It's not oats. <laughs> No one's really it's mailing us a single oats. packet challenge, not no. a single stamp challenge. It is not. Right. And then we started looking at the letter, and it's made out to Bill and Andy. <laughs> the second line is Sweet 102. <laughs> That's good. Not City State. <laughs> no, Bill and no. Andy, Sweet 102. Then Los Angeles, California, their address, and then what I think might actually be the wrong zip code, but it might be the right zip <laughs> code. 
his uh, return address is his name. I know this is not his name. This is his uh, yes. Instagram handle yes. or Twitter handle yes. is Tim DeWitt. Oh, I believe his handle is Tim Dimwit. I think that is correct. Okay. So Adam. Amazing. So he butchered it. It made it. Go Congratulations. Ahead. Can you remember what we asked them to put in the envelope? I, 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 I'm ashamed to say that I don't remember. I'm I, ashamed. Yeah. I'm ashamed to say that I don't remember what we asked for. I don't remember either, but I do remember like it being like a, a short – like command, like oh, we did it. What was it? Was we it did we did it? Oh, we're about to find out. Well, we're opening up this envelope right now. Bill and Andy are stoked. It is his business card, and Adam, you tell me what's written on his business okay, card. Here we have the business card, and it says, and I quote, "We did it. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We did, we did it. Wow. We this did is it. Really good. That's satisfying. Whoa, baby, this worked. We asked you to butcher our address and try and get the letter here with a note inside that said, "We did it." My man, Tim Can I Dimwit. take a gander at this envelope? God. B. Jackson. Bill plus Andy, sweet 102. God, I wish he stopped there. Bill plus Andy. I wish he stopped oh, right there. Oh, this is really, really, really good. Yep. We want to thank you, Tim and Dimwit, for this. This is really phenomenal. Yep. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished, We literally man. did it. Yes. Wow, this is great. Good job, guys. This is great. Feeling and I good. just want to say, really cool business card. Okay. The business card says, I came, I saw, I made a joke about it. Ooh. I like that. That's really good. Have you ever had a business card, Adam? I've never had a business card. No. If you, had a business had card, if you had a business card, would you have a, a joke in it? Would you put a little joke in it? A lighthearted joke? My instinct is to say no. Okay. My, my gut says no. What would it say? Would it just say like actor, writer, oh, comedian? God, that's even worse. I'm saying. Jesus. I'm that's saying. worse than – You got to make choices worse. in this life. You have to make choices in this life. That's worse. Yes. What would I do for my business card? I guess I would want a little, a little whimsy, uh-huh. something playful. What's your playful whimsy? If you only get like four words. Yeah, something that playful. That represents – but you're also like want to be received as grounded as well. Yeah. You, you don't want, want to be taken like seriously. Clown. That's right. right. Adam Lustig. Would you go with writer, comedian, actor? I can't do no? that. Well, I can't. Would you pick one? I can't. It might be it's like – It's a business card. Here's a, bad, here's a bad first idea, worst idea. Give me, give it me. would be like writer, comedian, astronaut. Yeah. So – You know what I mean? It would be like – I'm going to let you know that I had a business card okay. once uh, when we were living in New York, yes. Manhattan. So that's probably 10, 12 yes. years ago. Yes. I had a business card. Yes. Writer, comedian, doctor. There we go. So – Okay. We're on the same page here. So, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, there, so there's something that. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But twelve exactly. years later, I don't know. Would you put a picture of your face? Your your face is your your currency, Adam. I mean, like yeah. you're, that's your money maker. Ooh, a business card. You're a television actor. Yeah, they, they might not recognize Adam Lustig, but they might rem- uh, recognize you from corporate. The, the, that's like, right. Hey, that maybe, face. Maybe so. Business face. Who am I handing business cards to? It's like who am I even? Get? It's, I guess it doesn't really matter. It's just like who am I? I don't. Who you handing business, business cards card, to? A business card. My dad hands out business cards when he puts out new videos. <laughs> That's, and stuff, right. That's right. Because he's always just like striking up conversations with people in town. Yes. And he's like, hey, here's the link to my video. And it's on his uh, newly printed business card. That's hilarious. My man is pushing. Hustling. Speaking of which. Hustling. Speaking of which. Speak of which. How are we going to do an episode about pranks? Yes. Talk about Frank. Yes. And not oh. at least touch on Frank's Waiting, a.k.a. Frank's Pranks. Okay, we may have touched on this on the podcast previously, but we can really dive in here. Uh, Billy Sad Frank, who we've referenced many, many times. Correct. Amazingly sweet man. Yes. Wildly talented tenor. Yes. Musician. Fun-loving. Very fun-loving, almost above all things. Fun-loving. Definitely. And that's important because what we're about to tell you is fun-loving. Fun-loving is almost his or quality. Correct. That would be his alpha trait, Correct. I would say. Yep. Loves fun. His brand is fun. Very much. Yep. Uh, and he's also a very talented singer. Yes. So a few years ago. Yeah. A handful of years ago, he yep. started doing this thing called Frank's Waiting. Correct. 
um, where he would go into doctor's offices around Long Island, Correct. where Frank lives. Yes. Um, he would be in a tuxedo. Correct. Uh, Usually it would be hidden by an overcoat because, after all, this was a prank. prank. And he would also have a walker. To uh, to age himself up. He's old. To age himself up. Okay. He so does. He this. Y- you have low expectations from the man walking in the room. Exactly. Okay. It's the Willy Wonka thing where he's old. He's old, and he somersaults. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So Frank goes into a waiting a doctor's waiting room, and let, let's put it from the perspective: you're sitting in a waiting room in Long Island. You're right. waiting for a doctor's appointment, and you see an old man with a walker and an overcoat. Right. Hobble into the waiting room. Oh, right. who's this old man? Yes. Maybe sometimes he would go up to the front desk to reception and sign if in. If they were quote unquote in on it. <laughs> They were quote unquote in on it. If they were. If they were. Yep. Then he would shed the overcoat. Biggie time. To reveal a tuxedo, which was a reveal. Yes. It was like, okay, what's going on? Yep. And he would sort of break into song. Yeah. He would kind of launch into song. Break into song. And so the first few um, were just like spontaneous. Yeah. And it was just him. And they started getting some traction. Yeah. Huffington Post posted yep. it. 12,000 yep. views. Maybe he was interviewed on a newspaper here, a newspaper yes. there. Yes. The Frank's waiting is starting to buzz. That's right. He says, let's go big or go home. Yes. He went big. Yes. He started, He's already home. He started bringing – exactly. Yeah. <laughs> he started bringing in uh, actors. Oh. Like he had Little Orphan Annie join him. Uh, he had a Hawaiian ukulele, I believe. Uh, definitely a Hawaiian dancer. Yes. Uh, Hula dancer. Yep. And he sang a Hawaiian song. Yes. This was going on over and over again. Yes. And if this Never was, the same doctor's office. Always different. Always, always I think, different. I think always different. He would different. bop around. Yes. The doctors, some would be in on it, some wouldn't. Doctors would always be in on they it. They would always be doctors in on would, it, but, but the staff might not necessarily the all know. and the nurses might yeah. not know. But Frankie's not just going to dive bomb the place and just be not. like, film me. No, he's checking with the medical doctor yep. first. He had three cameras, my aunt, oh, right. his friend. Who were sort of filming covertly, who were sort of iPhones, plants baby. in the waiting room, baby. iPhone's baby. Yeah. Uh, if this was a sketch comedy show in New York City, it would be great. But we're even more fortunate that it exists online so we can watch it forever. forever. It is called Frank's Wait. Go check it out. It is on my father's YouTube page, Frank Scafuri. That's correct. Um, he also has a new song out, um, so I would suggest you listen to that yeah. as well, also on Frank Scafuri's yes, go check page. Out. Frank's entire oeuvre is worthwhile. My man is pranking. Yeah, he pranks. Frankie is pranking. He right pranks. Now. Okay. He definitely pranks. Glad we got he's that He's one out. of our prank role models, I would say. Yeah. He's... He's, he's prank- doing it. He's, he's out there and he's doing it. He's Prank Scafuri. Yeah, he's he, Prank Scafuri. Yeah. Did you watch prank shows? Like, were prank? Did you like prank shows? Huh. And by that, was what- Punk to the first prank show? Like, there was Candid Camera. Didn't, Candid Camera didn't watch that. doesn't didn't have really. Cable. Yeah, didn't have cable. Like, prank shows, the closest thing I had growing up was America's Funniest Home Videos. Obviously not pranks, but that was, like, the most, like, candid moments happening. But, whoopsie. P- public whoopsies. But a prank, is, the difference between a public whoopsie and a prank is yeah. that a prank, someone's in on it, and they're pranking you. That's right. You're getting pranked, and you don't know it. That's right. So I think that, like, there was that MTV show that Rebecca Johnson Boiling was points. on. Boiling points. Boiling points. That, was I a huge fan? No. Was it some television content? Yes. 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 Punked, I definitely started getting more and more. Punked was good. It was celebrities, and it was like nice to see these recognizable figures sort of Large taken down scale. a peg. Yep. That was very new, kind yeah. of seeing like our big like kind of big budget pranks. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it was like pranks that were also little like movie set pieces. It was right. Like a car crash can be a prank. Strangely yeah. enough, you, we we are basically here because of that show. Like <laughs> I you, guess that's true. That show pulled you to Los Angeles. That's true. That you when you worked on Punk when it got the reboot. That is true. The one season that it got the reboot. Right. Uh, I came out here to work on Punk, and we kind of came out here essentially together. And you were working right. in the same company. So weird. Yeah. My memory serves that Justin Bieber was the host, but Justin Bieber wasn't the host. Yeah, well, they the, in the reboot, they did a different celebrity host each episode. Oh. One 
a comprehensive host. And they would be pranking three of their friends? That's correct. Is so that what Justin it was? Justin Bieber hosted the first episode of yeah. pranking three of his quote-unquote friends. Right. Well, I'm not going to pull behind the curtain too much. Yes. But I do remember that like in the first few weeks, I was so interested to hear, like, how's it going? How are they making it? What do you think about yeah, it? Was... And you explained one prank, yes. and I won't get into too Please. much detail, but the nature of it was that you were pranking Taylor Swift, That's right. and then at one point, you were going to light a firework that was going to explode in the sky. And on, in, a boat. On, on a boat. On a boat, and then the firework's going to explode, and it's going to be like, you got punked, Taylor, in the sky. Yeah. And I was just like, holy <laughs> smokes. Yeah. Like, I was like, you were like driving to the shoot, and I was like, this is biggie time. Yeah. And then I was like, I can't wait till he calls me in three hours, and I hear how amazing this went. And you got... I called me like a little later and I was just like, Ad, tell me, like, did the firework work? Like, I'm so excited. And you're like, well, and I was like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. It was all basically a well. Yeah. yeah, that was, that was a, and, yeah. and so I thought, okay, well, this first one didn't go as planned, but I'm sure they'll start to string out and they'll get their rhythms. Yeah, I got our rhythm. And like, I think Neil Patrick Harris was going to have his car demolished by a bear. Yes. And I was like, that's going to be crazy. Yeah. I can't wait until Adam calls me in two hours. Yeah. Adam, did the bear like totally mess it up? Was he just freaking out? Well, yeah. <laughs> the bear just kind of napped and Neil Patrick Harris knew it was punked and was mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and that what was funny about that was that I yeah like like I said like I am a non-confrontational person. Of course, I don't like hostility and pranking. Right. There's always right. a little uncomfortable about it. Pranking Je- a dear friend Jen is one thing. Right. Pranking like org org. Organizing and being a cog in the wheel of like a very expensive, elaborate prank for right. a st- famous stranger right. was just, it was so bizarre. And you would have to act. Like you would have to like yell at Meta World Peace. That's correct. And it was just like, Jesus, <laughs> not only are we pranking him, we're yelling and like we have human pranksters? Yes. What human was funny about that was that prankster. I really, I really, I think because I was so prank disinclined and right. not familiar or like didn't have that vocabulary right. of like the mark and the target and this of and course. that. Who does? I, who does? I was like really sort of surprised as to, as to sort of which pranks worked and which didn't. Yeah. So many of the ones I was like, oh, this is – are you crazy? We had one that was – we were trying to – I believe it was Demi Lovato and they were going to get her in the Henson Recording Studios and they were going to say it's haunted. This studio was built on an Indian burial ground. There right. were ghosts here. It's right. haunted. I remember this. And there's going to be ghosts. Right. And like – and she'll be in the studio and the whole prank will be like then she'll see a ghost and she'll get freaked out and I was like yeah right (laughs) are you kidding me like that is literally the most far-fetched thing I've ever heard right how would this work right it worked perfectly there you go she bought it hook line and sinker there you go was terrified freaked out unnerved spooked all the reactions and I was like well I don't know what this is the lotteries. I think the catchphrase of the lottery is you can't win if you don't play. Yeah. And for punked, you can't win if you don't prank. You can't win if you don't prank. You got to try the prank. You can't win if you don't prank. Even if you're trying to haunt someone. That's right. You got to go full haunt. That's right. Okay. The only, the other one that was sort of like, I would say sort of the uh, cherry on top or kind of the creme de la creme of my punked experience sure. was actually one of the very last ones. Uh, Ashton himself graced us with his presence and was ah. hosting that episode, and he was pranking Drake. Okay. Oh, yeah. This was at the uh, Getty Museum. Yeah. They told Drake that he was meeting Vice President at the time, Joe, Joe Biden. Biden. They said that was the setup that Drake he was, was wearing sweats, sweats and flip-flops. Drake came to meet. So we sent one of our cast members to be like the quote-unquote secret service guy yep. to pick Drake up in, in the big sort yep. of black Escalade. Yep. Drake shows up, ready to meet the Vice President, like you said, dressed in silk pajamas, un Button to the belly button. Yes. Unbuttoned. He's here to see the vice president. Silk pajamas and slippers. Right. 
like, are you sitting next to a fireplace <laughs> during this meeting? Like, okay. Yep. So he goes through multiple sort of quote unquote security checkpoints, yep. White House, Biden, and all that. Yep. So they take him down to like level P5 of the Getty whatever. So he's like underground in this parking garage yep. with a bunch of like quote unquote secret service vehicles around. Yep. And Drake. They, Drake. 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 And they, <laughs> Drake. And they triggered, essentially they had staged all these cars and they staged an earthquake. Amazing. And that was legitimately cool. And to your point about like big budget, like this was pretty wild. Yes. And it was like, really was like living inside of a scene Set in of an action, action movie. movie. It felt like it. Multiple cars were on hydraulics, so all the cars in the parking garage started, yep. like, hydraulicking out. Yep. They had smoke, whatever, emanate from the building. The yep. lights frizzed out of the parking garage. Then they it, added a pregnant woman into the mix. a pregnant woman that the, that Drake's car was blocking. Drake, move your car. My Tasers. wife is going to labor. There's a taser. He bought it. He bought it yes. from, from Jump Street. Yep. He was in, and he was terrified. Ter- quote, unquote, terrified. Unnerved. We got him. And, like, that was the that was the sort of the most that I felt like, oh, okay. I get like this, this is fun. This is the potential satisfaction yeah. of a prank. This is like a big swing, right? And we like kind of uh, we connected. We well, connected on this one. Guys like you and I can't afford to get hydraulics under <laughs> yeah, cars, hydraulics. but we can put cream in pies. <laughs> we can put cream in pies, and we did that. Very lo-fi, and we put it right in Jen's face. <laughs> exactly. You grew up on the pies, and yeah. you got all the way up to Drake level. Adam. And Jen is the Drake of our friend group. Correct. Anything I would say. <laughs> Shorty, you the best. <laughs> you the best. Uh, that's it, Adam. Wow, Bill. We came. We Good pranked. One. We conquered. Good one. Uh, for the No Joke Podcast. Yes. That was the Pranks episode, and I am Billy Scafuri. I'm Adam Lustig. Like always, we will talk to you next week. Thanks. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>